Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two. This is Jewish. This is Jewish, indeed. Yeah, get your script. You can see what's in red. All the news that's fit for us to podcast. Do you want to sing today? The theme song? Well, I'm not. We're not up to the singing yet. Oh, okay. We have to do the date first. Okay, but the date's wrong on you. So you November second. Oh, good. You made it autocorrect. Yes. Yes. You don't want to say the year. Oh, 2020. We got Hold on. We got No, no, no. We got No. When I was a little boy. Oh, that's true. That's We got class. Okay. Let's do the backing track, and we'll let the uh, golf correspondent do the actual theme. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. We got laughs. We got news. We got stories for the So, folks, we're returning back after Halloween to our usual thing here on Jewishish, but yes. it's not quite usual because we do have the election coming up tomorrow. Yes. So, we'll talk about that later on. Yes. But for now, once again, our Murray Monday guest is our golf correspondent, Thucydides Johnson. Hey, boy. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, 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 yo. Yo. Thucydides, please. Please, please tell us about the exciting golf action from this weekend. What remarkable insights do you have for us about the world of golf? And why, now this is the big one for me here, why should we care? You leaving out the anti-Semitic part? Discrimination? Yeah. Discrimination? Yeah. Discrimination? Yeah, that's a big part of golf. Oh. And so that's that's a disincentive for us to care. I got bored. Okay. How's it going in the golf world, Thucydides? Oh, man, I thought you would never ask. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of <laughs> did, too, yeah, but for a different a... reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's going okay. It's going good. I'd say mostly it's going good. Um, this week in Bermuda... 48-year-old Brian Gay won the Bermuda Championship. I think through... we should have a segment called This Week in Bermuda. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Through 
extremely windy conditions on the first playoff hole to win for the first time for him in seven and a half years. He is the oldest winner on the PGA Tour in more than four years and the third 40-something to win on the tour this season. Coming off a string of missed cuts this season, Gay was very emotional talking about the win. Did he cry? Did he cry? I didn't see tears, but he was. Uh, there were. See, I, I know there were tears right before the interview. Okay, but but that, that would make maybe two or three weeks in a row with no tears if he managed to get through it. So there were no visible. There were no action. I can't say I saw. It. I guess they may be saving up all the crying for the Masters. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. what did, what did he, so what did he say? He said, "This is absolutely insane. I've been playing awful since COVID. It's kind of hard to believe right now." But let me tell you one other thing. This was the first PGA event to li- to allow a limited number of general public spectators. Glenn Jones, interim CEO of the Bermuda tourism industry, credited the Bermuda government for managing the pandemic with seriousness since day one, and also the community, which responded by taking it seriously. We went through a tough period of having to lock everything down, he said, but it also meant we stomped out the virus and were able to reopen safely in early July to visitors and our testing regime has stood up over the past four to five months. So just like the United States. Almost exactly like yeah. the United States. Yeah. The Bermuda's yeah. open to all visitors. They have to go through simple tra- travel protocols, and then they can enjoy the bounties of Bermuda. Well, that's, a, that's very reassuring. That's good. Good for Bermuda. Yeah. Good for Bermuda. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's good golf news, then. That's terrific. Good. This yeah. week in Bermuda. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll go on to our other sports stories, and we're really looking forward to your Murray Monday for this week. Mm. So much. We'll continue to highlight celebrities who do the right thing this week. Steve Kerr, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, voted early and then stuck around thanking other early voters. But the real star of this story is his team because the Golden State Warriors' home stadium its downtown Oakland practice facility and their minor league arena in Santa Cruz are all polling places. So pretty people can vote at pretty much every place associated with that team. That's good. And UConn women's basketball coach Gino Oriema made an impassioned plea to people to vote on Tuesday, citing lack of progress in gun legislation and in ending violence by white policemen as reasons why change is needed and expressing impatience with other forms of, uh, quote, support. The white policeman was also, you know, quote. Oriyama said, quote, Everybody's doing these great things to show their support. Well, guess what? Your support comes Tuesday. No slogans, no buttons, no t-shirts, no signs on your lawn. Just show up on Tuesday and do the right thing. But of course... Slogans, buttons, and t-shirts are okay, though. Yeah, want to do but, that too. but they shouldn't do it instead of voting, I think, yes. is his point, And I think that's a good... Well, a worthwhile point to uh, to make. Uh, oh, wait a second. I think I'm missing a uh, a uh, link here. Stall for a moment. Stall, say things. I'd rather leave you high and dry. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's understandable. I could see why that would be the case. Hang on. Do you I feel wanna... the uh, searing embarrassment? Yeah, I feel a little mortified, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna rally. Because this is how I feel every time I post one of these things. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I'm on it. I'm just waiting for it to load now. I think. Yes. Here. Okay. So, of course, the big, the big. No, I lost it now. The big, 
Voting-related basketball news is the video President Obama posted with the caption, Shoot your shop. I will vote.com. Walking through a basketball gym with Vice President Obama, President Obama, with, President, with Vice President Biden, sorry. Walking through a basketball gym with Vice President Biden, President Obama nails a three-pointer all net. And here's what it sounds like. That's one of the best videos of this year. Isn't it? I mean, I, I, even if we can't show the video, I want to play the sound because it's good. Remember back when we had a real president? That yeah, that's please. a reminder of it. I hope that's a good omen. Yeah. And, and. What are you doing? I'm covering my ears for the Why end in other news. I said and in. Yeah, I know, but you haven't said the other news yet, and that's when you're gonna get me. Other new. <laughs> you left out the S. <laughs> Uh, you can't make that loud an S. Zzz! Yeah, that's okay. I can stand that zzz. Oh, all right, yeah. I tried. Yeah. In 1971, Bob Dylan was interviewed by a friend of his named Tony Glover for Esquire magazine, but the article never appeared. Glover died last year, and now the interview transcripts are up for auction. There are some interesting details in there, like, for instance, Dylan seemed to have written the song Lay, Lady, Lay as something for Barbara, Barbara Streisand to sing, but not about her. This week's Freisand told NBC, quote, I'm very flattered to find out that Bob Dylan wrote Lay Lady Lay for me. What I remember is getting flowers from him with a handwritten note asking me to sing a duet with him. I just couldn't imagine it then. Guess what, Bob? I can imagine doing it now. Dylan also said in the interview that he changed his name from Robert Zimmerman out of fear about anti-Semitism and that when he went to visit the dying Woody Guthrie in a hospital in New York, Dylan sang Guthrie's own songs to him at Guthrie's request for hours. Dylan estimated that he then knew 75 of Guthrie's songs. Remember how near, this is, I'm addressing you here. Remember how near the end of The Good Place, the judge is all excited about someone named Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's the guy who plays the marshal on Mandalorian season two. No kidding. That's that guy. And here's another interesting Whoa, detail. this has huge, huge spoilers. This has enormous spoilers. If you guys haven't seen the first episode of Mandalorian Season 2, you can't listen to this yet, okay? Okay, I'll say spoilers. it in, in 10 seconds Spoiler at alert. the most. So, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, just, I'm saying it, you count 1,000, 2,000, 1,000. And here's 3, another 000. interesting detail. Detail. 3, the guy we saw at the end of 4, the first 000. episode, whom you and the New York 5, Times 6, figure must be Boba Fett, 6, was played by the actor 7, who played Jango 8, Fett in Star Wars 1, 1 and 2. 10, uh, oh, that's all you New need. episodes of The Mandalorian will be released one at a time every Friday from now until December 18th. That's why I you told you to know he that. must have. What? Because I recognized the actor. Oh, really? That's why I... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't the guy who played the... The one guy, it was the guy who played the other guy. Well, we never saw the face of the other guy. Oh. A study published in the journal Yeah, but it's the other guy whose face we didn't see who played the actor. You couldn't have recognized him. 
the, the, okay, this is all spoilers, guys, but we have to get okay, this cleared we're up. Gonna, okay, we're going to... Yeah, don't listen for another 23 seconds. Yeah. Okay, look. You never saw the face of Django. No, 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 listen. Listen, what? listen up, okay? Yeah. So the dad... The, yeah. The dad fat... Yeah. ...says to the Kaminoans, who clone things... Yeah. Look, you can clone me. All but I, I need ask to have a little son. ...is a kid. That's Boba. So the kid... When he grows up, is gonna look just like his dad. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether we haven't seen the face of the son, because we know the face is still gonna look like the face of the dad, and we did see that guy's face. Okay. Got it. Yeah, more or less. You don't read got the next it? story. Okay. Then I'm why sure you were saying it? before we didn't see that guy's face? What? You said we didn't see that guy's face. That was your line. When did I say we didn't see that guy's face? You said. No, no, no we didn't Roll see back the, the tape. Didn't it? No, 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 no. Didn't I, said he that, say... I said that. We don't see the guy's face. We don't see the face of the bounty hunter named Boba Fett, who's the kid. We don't see his face when he's grown up. We never see the face of the guy. You're ruining the spoiling. I mean, you're spoiling the ruin. I mean, you're ruining and spoiling. Spoiling. We've, yeah. we've, we've told people to be wary of this. Yeah, but only for 23 seconds. Well, we're beyond the guys, 23 we're seconds. Again. Yeah. yeah. You better put it in the title of the yeah, thing. Spoilers. We'll call, call this episode we'll, Spoil we'll Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In the original trilogy for Star Wars, right? There's a guy oh, we're back to spoiling again. Guys, yeah. we, we've established that we're spoiling. If you want us to get past this, let me speak. By the way, if unless you're a nut job, you won't care about the stuff that he's doing spoilers about. It's the last three seconds of the show. But, but it's so big. It's yeah. huge. All right, say what you're going to say and then read the next story. We don't see the guy's face in 1, 2, 3, which is technically 4, 5, and 6. We see the guy's face in 1, 2, 3, but we don't see it in the original trilogy, which is 4, 5, and 6. Then we see what his dad's face looks like in 1, 2, 3. But the dad and the kid have the same face. So I recognized the kid, even though we'd never seen his face before, because we knew they were going to have the same the face. The kid didn't look that much like the dad when he was little. Yeah, but that's because they hired a crummy actor. All right. A study published in the journal Science on Friday said that by the end of the last Ice Age, 11,000 years ago, dogs had been domesticated, and there were at least five genetically distinct kinds of dogs. Popular accounts of the article do not make clear whether there was already canned dog food back then, too. There's a new Joe Biden ad out that Bruce Springsteen narrates. It features Springsteen's song, My Hometown. Listen to this. It's good. Have you seen this? No. Oh, it's very good. Thanks. No, that's not it. Scranton, Pennsylvania. This is it. Here, success isn't handed down. It's forged with sweat, grit, and determination. This is his hometown. In Scranton, good times aren't promised. But here and in towns across America, times are harder than they ought to be. Lives on pause, dreams on hold, futures in doubt. He's running to change that, to give working people the shot they deserve, an honest living for honest work, and a little peace of mind at the end of the day. Because this place stays with him. These streets are part of him. This is more than where he's from. It's who he's for. The old 
That's well done, right? That's a very nice thing. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> and now it's time for Murray Monday. Wait. Murray! Oi! <laughs> I hit the wrong button. As our listeners know, every Monday we celebrate the people off the desk, Capital, endangered fruits, and our like cows to no legs, the people known as Murray. And a special Murray Monday for this week will be offered by Thucydides Johnson, our golf correspondent. What have you got for us, Thucydides? I've got Murray Kempton. Wait till you hear. Yes. Born in, born in Baltimore in 1917. Murray Kempton was a Pulitzer Prize winning New York based journalist. Yes, I remember reading him. Yes. Y- yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Whose commentary appeared mostly in the New York Post, Newsday, New York World Telegram, New York Review of Books, and CBS News. A courtly man of Southern roots, Mr. Kempton worked initially as a labor reporter for the Post. He switched to Newsday in 1981 when the Post left its liberal perch and, quote, yes. plunged into sleaze and right-wing politics, unquote. He won a Pulitzer Prize while at Newsday. He was arrested at the Democratic National Convention in Chicago, where he was serving as a delegate for the liberal senator Eugene McCarthy while also covering the convention for the Post. His politics were liberal but unpredictable. The New York Times called him, quote, a newspaper man of honor and elegant vinegar, a model of conscience for five decades of journalists and readers, unquote. His editor at the New York Times Review of Books, Robert Silver, described Kempton as, quote, unmatched in his moral insights into the hypocrisies of politics and their consequences for the poor and powerless. He wrote about anyone and anything. Mr. Kempton's work was respected and praised by people of every political stripe because although he was perceived as having sympathies for left-wing causes, his sense of what was fair and decent compelled him to come to the aid of people whose politics he sometimes found abhorrent. To Mr. Kempton, the rarest and highest quality in a person was honor, which to his dying day he called a commodity in the shortest supply. He could frequently be seen on the streets of New York gadding about on his three-speed bike, wearing a three-piece suit and polished Oxfords, white hair flopping gently, often sporting a pipe. His writing was described as baroque, inventive, humble, independent. His His prose was always pungent and frequently contained the sweep of history. He died at the age of 79 in 1997. At his funeral on the Upper West Side, there were no eulogies of any kind per his request. His name wasn't even mentioned. I have a few quotes by the man. He, he, was, quite, he was quite quotable. Of Ronald Reagan, he wrote, For touching a people who want to forget ugly problems, no politician equals the one who has already forgotten them himself. He wrote... A critic is someone who enters the battlefield after the war is over and shoots the wounded. He wrote, we are all addicts in various stages of degradation where I live on the Upper West Side. Some to heroin, some to small dogs, and some to the New York Times. The heroin is cut, the dogs are paranoid, and the Times cheats by skimping on the West Coast ball scores. No matter, each of us (laughs) goes upon the street solely in pursuit of his own original curse. And let me nice. see if I can give you one more. Here's one more. Very I am a spectacularly nice. bad interviewer. I usually make a 20-minute speech, and then the interviewee says, well, you might be right. Nice. Martin Kempton. He nice. says a lot of stuff. He said a lot of stuff, and a lot of it was good. Yes. 
Yeah, uh, you know, I think um, people nowadays may have a hard time imagining a time when the New York Post was a quite good newspaper. The I I, I was surprised. I, yes, I what I was surprised. Rupert Murdoch Rupert Murdoch bought it and turned it into a right wing rag. No, but it was a it is now. But I never. Yeah, no, it was a good New New York had in my childhood three good newspapers and then when newsday came along that really made for an additional one because newsday has always been uh you know had some merit and there are good papers in new jersey like the bergen record so a lot of good journalism there but i I, I, thucydides i don't know if you remember your dad talking about this but at mid-century there were many many newspapers in new york um including a couple you mentioned that kempton wrote for that are now gone that were also good I, I don't remember, but um, I, I looked in looking at it. I saw that he never worked for the Times. He never sought no. to work for the Times. He said they took themselves too seriously. Yeah, no, he he had a different tone. It's interesting that he wound up writing for the New York Review of Books, and I remember reading him in there because that's kind of highbrow. But that also is sort of longer form stuff, and he may have felt right. that that gave him some space to work um, that he wouldn't have had for the Times unless he'd written in the magazine and he wouldn't have had a good uh fit with that so that's a great murray yeah, that's a terrific murray thank you for he's that a, yeah. it was a pleasure was good. Yeah. I, I was enlightened by this murray yeah yeah I, you know we, we've had so many great murrays that you know we really have to begin to wonder whether naming is destiny that just you know i mean you <clears> might you might really want to recommend to parents that they name their child Murray. The formal Jewish endorsement of the yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. It's a terrific idea. At least the middle name. At least the middle name. Yeah. Is there is there a fem is is there a female equivalent to Murray? Marisa. We've only had one one. I think we've only had Elizabeth Murray, and you had a, a you had a female Murray, didn't yes, you? Yes, we've had a couple of female Murrays, and we still have Anne Murray to do, and uh, other. Um, Murray's, but I'm wondering whether the first name Murray has a female equivalent. I'll have to look Ma- into that. Maureen. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe we Perhaps. should. Uh, maybe we should include because there are great Maureens: Maureen O'Hara, Maureen Sullivan. Uh, we I'm could, a Maureen Dowd fan. Uh, there you go. So we could we could make Murray Mondays Maureen Mondays, and maybe we should should do that for uh, for. Um, that yes. That. Yes. Well, yeah. let's band. Yeah. Good. All right. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you all. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, listeners. Thank you. Oh, wait, great. you wanted to say something about the election. Oh, yeah. What is that? What is that? Folks. 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 The election tomorrow is, like, big. It's going to be the biggest of... It's certainly the biggest of my lifetime so far, and it's, I think, hopefully the closest our country has ever come to to real serious degradation and into a different form of uh, societal order and uh, a, a worse one. We want to maintain our democracy, but we also want to turn it around so that in the future we can, we can find a path towards real, very, very progressive presidents who, who can lead this country and make sure the world survives. Uh, so so this is a turning point for us. I'm, as we've said before, we're sure a lot of you have voted already. 
And we sure, we're, we're sure too that most of you have probably done a good job of persuading friends. But you know, if you have some, if you have some time, do some phone banking, do a donation, you know, especially the presidential, but at all levels, there are really, really important elections this year. And, and you know, you're going to regret it if, if it doesn't go the right way tomorrow or in the coming days and, and you didn't do more for it. So and please get involved. people have found smart arrangements to get people rides to the polls who need it and so on. So make sure that the people you know who want to vote can vote. And make sure the people you know who might not know what the polling hours are or where their polling place is uh, know that. There's a lot you can do. Nobody needs to be sitting on their hands tomorrow. And if there's anything we can do for you to get you connected to a good phone bank or yeah, get you hesitate. the information you need, you you can reach out to us in whatever way is is good for you. So just please make sure you're doing everything you can because, you know, we... We'll all be regretting it if we don't. Yeah, you and I will be at the, a polling place for five hours tomorrow doing our thing. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Okay. Thank all you right, all. All right, folks. Have a good one, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon. Let's hear it, Thucydides. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la.